welcome to part two of episode 140. Enjoy. Let's chat. Well, like, where do we even start with, with DJ? I mean, so I have not read, I know Stephanie's done a deep dive. I have not done that much of a deep dive. So Stephanie's going to have to lead most of this to uh, give us more. Sending of- you guys some documents. Oh, great. Send me the receipt. So this account called, and I'm giving them credit because this is amazing, at two Bravo sisters compiled a bulleted list of things that have been going on with Tom and Erica and it's extensive. I love it. So basically they filed they were they filed for divorce uh-huh. back in November. Yes. But they didn't list a separation date and basically they said that the property before and after marriage should be hers in the in the divorce papers. They don't have a prenup. There's right. no prenup. Right. Yes, that's correct. And then since all that, a lot of shit has come out. Some of it has to do with Tom's business practices. And basically that like he, oh, so he's a class action lawyer. So he does all the class action suits. So like he wasn't Aaron Brockovich's lawyer, but once it went and became a class action, he was the lawyer that did the class action for, for all, all of the victims for all of the victims billions and yeah, billions of dollars a plane crash he's done all these big ones so allegedly not all of the victims have been paid out from some of his um lawsuits like that they won and they were supposed to get money they were supposedly being held in his company's bank account but there's reportedly less than $15,000. Which, that. how do you have less than $15,000 in a legal bank account? Especially when you are holding at least $2 million in clients' money. Correct. No, mm-hmm. they spent that money. It's right. not holder. It's spent. Right. Um, they So victims are claiming that Tom and Erica embezzled the money to fund Erica's lifestyle. Oof. Um, it's being claimed that his law firm gave her a $20 million loan to Erica. Oh, wow. Um, that they are using the divorce to try to embezzle funds. Oof. Um, and now Erica's saying that Tom has been cheating on her. Right. Um, there's just like a ton of money that's owed, a lot of loans, a lot of like embezzlement rumors. Then his business partners are suing him to dissolve their partnership. Jeez. Then allegedly he was hospitalized at some point for a mysterious illness. And then this past week, his lawyer said that they don't even think he's competent to know what's been going on or what he's been doing. For how long? I don't know. But it all kind of feels like fishy. Yes. Like, like clearly they've been living outside their means and they've been they've been funding it in a sketchy way. Oof. And now they're getting busted for it. And yeah. the, I mean, I, I mean, think Erica knows all of it. And I think she's just saying that he's cheating, saying oh, yeah. that's the reason. She, but no I think they've both been cheating. She's no Teresa. She like. So it's a catch 22 because 
there are decisions I believe he, your husband makes when you're a high powered attorney that you do not know about because she is not Erica Girardi attorney at law. She didn't right. help oh, for sure. She didn't help him start that practice. So I could see her not being totally aware of certain aspects of the business. And I could also see her not caring. Yes. Right. I don't think she knows all the aspects of the business, but I think she probably knows. I mean, she has to know, have some idea of where the money was coming to fund her lifestyle. I mean, you can't brag about it like she bragged about it and not know like that you didn't have the money for it. Right. See, so then my next question about that is because if in her book, she says she basically gave him her number and was like did you hear I was single and six months six months later they were married right excuse me so clearly we know what that was nobody has to say it and no one's defaming their 20-year marriage no 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 but I also think that you know there's a combination of probably her not really caring where the money was coming from because he was taking care of her Right. And then also I need to know how much money she's made. Like how much money are you making off of these billboard top charts? Cause right. there has to be, I don't think she's making money, money off of what she does. None. I mean, she's because making think housewives about, money, but like, like, I don't think it's enough because like no, allegedly her, like her glam costs like half a million dollars a year for her like glam team and stuff. So and good. like, but, so we went to her show when she was in Orlando mm-hmm. and like, I mean, it's not a big venue and it wasn't full. Right. And so like that expensive. And there wasn't that yeah. much pyrotechnics where it's like, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I mean, I don't think it was an expensive tour to put on, but I don't think she's making tons of money from that tour. Right. Like, I just don't, I don't. She makes $25,000 per episode on the housewife. And it probably spends more than that. And it runs about 20 episodes a season. So she makes about 500 grand a season. How many seasons has she been on? Four, right? Yes. Four or five, but she spent all that money then on her glam. And she probably wasn't making that on her first, the first season. No way. Season, like the first season she was on, she wasn't making that. But I mean, still, no, I mean, yeah. Wow. So my thing is like they, if she is, if she is filming this season, she has to talk about this. She absolutely should. Well, so I think she, I think she should talk about it, but I think she's going to say she can't talk about it because it's a legal matter. I think there's so much of it right now. That's playing out in the press in the public records that it's going to be her confessionals are going to be the only opportunity for her to control the narrative. Because let me tell you, posting a photo of text messages from a flip phone and then deleting it does not obfuscate you from being guilty of some bullshit. If you were true in your word that he was cheating on you and you suspected it, and that's why you were filing for a divorce at the same time, coincidentally, that he's also being sued and being held in contempt of court for billions of dollars, like, 
I need you to stand in your truth a little bit more and no shade to your ambassadors in your, your endorsements, but I don't need to see a Savage X uh, photo right Uh, now. Well, and it's just like, clearly that was posted like to try to control a narrative and then you take it down, but it wasn't even a good way to control it. Like it was, and people have already grabbed it. Like I, that's the thing that people that that's why she did it though. She did it so that it could be grabbed. Right. But a real bitch would be a Lisa Rinna and would leave it posted and not right. take it down. As she hi right. Matt, as she would tell LVP, like it's my Instagram story. It expires in twenty four hours. Who gives right. a fucking shit? You know. And right. for someone to be up Denise's ass about her truths. Mm-hmm. where's your truth well that's the yeah. thing all these women want to be tell everyone else to be so truthful until it yeah. comes down to them so i'll be curious because they were filming confessionals last week when all this was coming out so like while she's like letting, sitting there giving an interview this is all coming out into the press so ready for this today is the day that they did a virtual hearing where the judge that's overseeing the case against her and tom for embezzlement um, the defense or actually I think that they're the plaintiff and Girardi is the defense. They don't want her to receive any money from the clothing that she's selling right now, which did either one of you know that she had this like thriving other than like the brand. Oh, I'm not talking about guess, the pretty mess stuff. No, no, no. I know all about it. Cause I scrolled through it. Oh, the other day. she's selling out. She's selling so many clothes. She sold, I think, 75 pieces already, and she still has, like, another 50. And it's all designer stuff. <gasps> and it's stuff that I recognize from her wearing it on the show. Oh, wow. And I think one of them was the jumpsuit she was wearing, the, like, tracksuit when we met oh, her. That we met her? Oh, my God. The meet So let me get this so much straight. Shit. She spent all the money to buy the shit, to wear it on television, to now try to sell it, to flip it, to make money, yeah, to help she- pay... She wants Tom to pay for her legal fees. But now that he's pretending he's incompetent and that he had some accident undocumented, he can't pay for her, her legal fees. So she's still going to have to pay for him. This is all too good. It has to be on the show because I need to know what's up. But my, I, I honestly, who's going to bring it up? I'm going to. Who's going to bring it up? Because you know Cause- all of them are scared too, unless it's Lisa Renna. Kyle posted on, commented on that post, all caps, receipts. Oh, I did see that. So. The way we bring it up is the only way it will be talked about. I I don't see Kyle being messy and bringing it up. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe and Erica were a little. On the the outs at the end of the season because Teddy, 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 boo boo face. Yeah, but Teddy's out now, so. That's what I'm saying. So they need two strong heroin women. They have to have somebody that they can throw all the attention to so that their shit doesn't get called out. Correct. And it, yeah. it's Eric. EJ is the easiest target right now because of all easiest. of this. Easiest. Yeah. So easy. Um, but wow. to say that he was, she's divorcing him because he was having an affair on her with text messages that were on a phone from before the two like 2007 is just kind of weird to me. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like that's not even those yeah. aren't even Blackberry. That's not T-Mobile Sidekick. That's not even yeah. a Nokia text message. So what are we really talking about? 
Because at some right. point in time, wasn't Erica a woman of extramarital affairs or no? Am I, I missing this both up? have. I don't, I mean, I don't think we know anything confirmed, but I think the rumors are that allegedly both of them have stepped out on the other one and it's just, it was fine. After 20 years, I mean. So. And also poor Trisha Bigelow. Like she's an actual judge. Oh my God. Some of the memes though on like the Bravo fan accounts were like so funny. Like so <laughs> funny. The number of people Googling her, like I mean, wow. <laughs> Dragged through the mud her life. Yeah. Your dog is the cutest thing ever. He So okay. normally I shut my door and he was in here like milling around and he's gotten really old. So sometimes he has accidents and I literally all over the office, I have like Christmas presents piled up and I'm like, the last thing I need is him to like accident on a present. So I'm legit holding him hostage until I can relocate. He like he's trying to go to sleep with his eyes. I was just, he's he does that, but I also kind of feel like he's like the old man sitting gossiping with the girls about the television yeah. shows. And so right. I like that too. Um, okay, wait, I'm interjecting because Stephanie, I just saw this um, text that you sent about John Mulaney. Yes. Um, yeah, he's in rehab for cocaine and alcohol. I yep. Know, I if Matt knows that. I okay, saw that I, earlier. He has, he's always talked about how he's had issues. Yeah. Like I was he was sober, but I guess it's been hard on him this year and quarantining. And so he checked himself into rehab over the weekend for a 60 day program. I'm yeah. actually proud of him for doing so. It takes a lot of courage to do that, especially during yeah. a time like this. So I say like Godspeed, you know, at, yeah. at least recognizing that there is a problem, as everyone says, is like yeah. the first step. Oh, yeah. So I'm hopefully reading, this helps. I'm reading this. Um, it said that like he was an interview last year. He said he revealed he began drinking at age 13. I drank for attention. He said I was really outgoing. And then at 12, I wasn't. I didn't know how to act. And then I was drinking and I was hilarious again. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. It is. It sucks because I drink during COVID, but not to think I'm the funniest person in the room because I'm usually by myself. So you're always the funniest person in the room drinking Correct. or no drink. So imagine the pressure when I'm around other people. I know. Yeah. Mm. Um, can we talk about Atlanta for a little bit? Yeah, oh of course. Yes. Let's talk about shows. Uh yeah. I just want to start with this because I found it to be so fascinating how right away Drew Sedora was like, here oh. I am, here's my really cute husband and my church going mom, and we have some real bad fucking issues. Like, what? Tell me more. Yes. Yes. Also, the other new girl who I don't know if she's full time or just a friend. She also came out swinging with all yeah. the like negative comments about all the other women. Her and and uh, uh, what's her face? What's the uh, uh, Kenya's relationship? Yeah. I'm just like you guys are so fake. It feels yeah. fake to me. Like, girl, we're the same person. Oh my god! Because yeah. they really aren't. Is the is the reality of the they're situation. just allies for each other on the yeah. season? Because Kenya has nobody because she's wanting. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But yes, to Drew Sedora and all of her drama right away. I'm not like, feeling my husband. No. No, I mean, what happened was that's shady as shit. You don't like just disappear and leave when you are in another state. 
He's real cute, though. He is real cute, but like, where did you go? That messed up. You oh, went to Tampa? Tampa, the strip club, uh, strip club capital of the world. No, thank you. That's kind of what I was thinking. Was like, what did you go to Mas Venus? Like, what what did you do? Yeah, and why can't you tell your the, wife? What beach? Why did he fly or he drove? I don't know. I don't think we know that. But he we said he don't. went to beach and he went to Tampa. There's not really a great beach in Tampa. You got to go over the bridge. No, there isn't. And even if you go to a great beach, you're not going, if you're not with your kids, you're going with a hooker. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's really bad, but also, okay. So that I found fascinating, but I do like her and I'm rooting for her. Like I want her to, I want things to work out because I like that. I like the transparency, but I'm afraid of it. AKA Bronwyn, too much transparency can change you in yes. yeah. nine months. Yes. Um, so I thought, Drew Sedora, you're I'm here for you. You're a better storyline than Cynthia in this wedding. Cause you just, oh oh, you just sound like a total complete bratty ass fucking bitch. And I'm yes. just like, I don't it- understand. Do you love him or do yeah. you just want bravo to pay for 200 people to show up at a wedding and just be honest with it you got it it's number two but that's what he said and at the end of the day like i feel bad for him because he's like and so the last episode on sunday i was just like she completely contradicted herself she's go she goes to this site visit with like her earrings that say 10 10 20 and then she's like yeah that's my date that's my date and then he is basically his whole thing is like if you want to get married on that date let's get married on that date but like it does not have to be this huge wedding and then all of a sudden she's like well I mean we can wait if we need to wait to he was like but I thought the date mattered and she's like it doesn't matter and then they show her like all last season 10 10 20 10 10 20 10 10 20 like you look like a hypocrite Thank you, producers, for keeping everyone fucking accountable. So it's like, just admit that at the end of the day, you want a big wedding. That's what it is. You want a big wedding and you don't want to sacrifice that. She should. She really should. She should say, you know what? My first marriage with Peter was hard. My mom didn't want me to get married. They hid my marriage certificate. We didn't have any money. I thought I was marrying someone that was going to be able to take care of me and have a happily ever after. And I didn't. And I know that those things shouldn't matter because I love you. But I do want a fairy tale wedding because I'm so happy that you're going to be my, you know, till the end of time. She should Correct. just say that. And I think we'd all be like, yes, Cynthia, you know what? We get it. Right. Well, she kind of said that, but then she's backtracked and like she's backpedaling and flip flopped. Where she's correct. been like, no, it doesn't matter. It's just about marrying like you. But it, just stay consistent. Stay you consistent. want a big ass wedding. You want yeah. to be the center of attention. You want yeah. Bravo to pay for it. I would too. Like, because my thing is like, and I can't even remember if they had the conversation. But like, if ten ten twenty is your thing, and if Mike is saying. I like, I just want to be married to you. So get married in the courthouse and then have your big wedding next year. Right. If, if or, oh, go ahead. If 10, 10, 20 doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. If, if the, if marrying Mike is ultimately like, if you want to chill, as you say, uh-uh. go to the courthouse and get married and have a big party. 
have a big fucking party. That's really what you want. That's what everyone wants at a wedding. They want a big party. We get it. You want a party, but this man clearly wants to marry you. Like he loves you unconditionally. He sounds like he wants to spend the rest of his life with you, not the guests at the wedding or the Instagram stories that I stayed up all night scrolling through and got lost into in the interwebs because I didn't know whose story I was in. Yeah. Like he didn't want that. He just wanted you, Cynthia. So I hope now that the wedding is done, that you're happy with him. Because if not, this is going to be a great season moving forward. I I feel like I don't need the whole planning of this wedding because legit, I saw it all on Instagram. So like, I don't even need to see this because it just feels like, I, I saw more than they're going to show on the show. Right. Yeah. That's the yeah. problem they have because I know sometimes when you're editing things, you like put it in the can and you think it's like done. But I feel like all things considered with COVID and all of these celebrities having to take control of their own producing and live their lives out loud. I feel like they need to kind of like chop this up a little bit. Like this yeah. can't yeah. be a storyline that drags through. Oh, it's going to be. It's going to drive me crazy. You have. I also, a part of me was like, I was not very impressed with her wedding planner. (laughs) What's wrong, Cynthia? Your mood has changed. Okay, well, don't worry. We'll have all the protection you need. Okay, I'm going to go. But also, in the beginning when she walked in, she's like, we're going to have an aerialist here. And I'm like, an aerialist? (laughs) She's just spending money to spend it. Right. I'm like, that's just so stupid. For what? It is. It really Um, is. I do love all the Porsche stuff that we're getting to see yes Portia, Portia interacting, but with other women but Portia let me tell you clap yeah. for Portia because that part has been so yeah. good and just oh it's really emotional. um I have to tell you so I did listen to Christy on the last podcast and yeah. I have a couple thoughts one is that Christy should interview Portia I think that would be so exciting because they both are on the front lines, but in different perspectives. And I'm sure they feel the same level of anxiety when things get kind of like built up. Because that's adrenaline that I've never seen before. I'm not like, I've never been out in the streets activating. So, you know, I've been at controlled events where I've like hired the security. So I think that that's like a different feeling. And I feel like it would be an interesting conversation. But I really like, that this is where Portia's focus is right now. Something that's tangible, something that's real, something that's authentic, something that also elevates her, makes us take her a little bit more serious, but it it makes me love all the little layers of her too. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, and she can still cut loose and be fun and like still be the Portia that like we know, but she has this whole new focus in her life that's like important and needed and serious. And the way she like explains it and talks about it, it's just like really great. And we got to see her growth from her first season. Yeah. Like, I mean, she's so good. Yeah, grown so much. And I think she's grown so much just even as like, like an independent, like just knowing what she wants in relationships and, you know, from like her husband who, you mm-hmm. know, so not great. And just like being single and navigating that. And then, you know, even with her and Dennis, like, I think the last episode, she was basically like, yeah, like, you know, this last breakup, like we broke up because I didn't like the person I was in that relationship. So like the fact that she's realized that and, you know, yeah, they have a kid together, but she's not, 
she doesn't feel the pressure to stay with him because they have a child together. But I also think a lot of that is fueled by the incredible amount of courage and strength it takes to do what she is doing right now. It reminds her that she can get through things that she probably other would have wanted, otherwise would have wanted or taken for granted. She can get through those things on her own because what she's doing is so big. Yeah. Like it's such a big, it's such a big thing that she is doing, putting herself out there um, and standing up and representing so many people. And I do have to say that I love how the chat room mm. gets to also allow us to see more of that and have more of a one-on-one dialogue. That's obviously not always like um, the most important fodder for like housewives. So I like that the chat room takes its time throughout their half an hour to really give um, social causes and, and give her a platform to really speak to those truths. And the four of them are such a perfect, like, they are yeah. so good together. And like, I feel like they really have become friends I and agree. they don't always agree. Yes. And they know that like Portia's going to defend Monique, but then even a couple episodes ago, she didn't defend Monique fully. She right. was like, no, I, we're friends, but like, I don't really agree with that. Right. And like, I just really, I love it. Like, I just, oh, I love that show. Also, I think it was on there where she talked about um, how she wasn't sure she was going to get to stay a housewife when she got a divorce from her husband. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There. Yeah. Um, Wait, what? Yeah, back in the day when she got a divorce, she wasn't sure she was going to get to. Oh, with Cordell. Yeah, you know what? I thought so too. But then I also thought it was refreshing that she was one of uh, like a young housewife going through the challenges of being married to a powerful, successful athlete. Like they didn't really focus on the real story of Portia. It was more so like, who's this cute ditzy girl that thought that the actual railroad came through the underground (laughs) railroad? Do you remember? And that? honestly, that might be a reason why her and Monique bond because they both like Portia was married to a football player and probably can relate a lot to maybe Monique and not that Monique they have. I mean, the I lifestyle, know, but the lifestyle and just like even Monique has talked about how like they are just like football players are just so used to being catered to. And I mean, she always jokes about how, you know, he wanted her barefoot and pregnant and like, you know, just like waiting on her hand and foot. So I can see how they probably have a lot in common and being young too. I think obviously, I don't know how old Portia is. Um, That's a good question. I do think though, didn't you find it a little weird when, um, Andy was asking how he thought it was weird with Potomac. Like after five, five years into this, you guys have definitely built your own, your household names literally now. Right. And what is that like for that husband to maybe sometimes have to take a, um, a back seat for his yeah. success to now all of a sudden not, maybe it's still more valuable in terms of the actual money that it brings in, but it's not as valuable in terms of like the popular vote. Right. It's like yeah. the electoral college and the popular vote is different. Right. And I hated how Monique was like, oh, his stock, my husband's stock. I mean, this money. Like, oh, she was like, he's good. He still makes more money than me or whatever. This this, this is just peanuts in comparison to what he makes. And I'm like, but yeah. these peanuts are the reason why you're sitting at this fucking couch. You right. she's a little yeah. entitled sometimes. Yes. yes. Well, I also think it's a facade, too. Right. Like, I think she 
I think she puts on this, like, I think I, and I, here's the thing I struggle because I did like Monique in the beginning. I think like now it's hard for me to watch her a little bit because I don't truly believe that like she is who she, like, I don't know. Like I, for somebody who's like, I'm going through therapy and like, cause I listened to her on, on Justin Sylvester's podcast and I'm like, okay, like, I like, I hear you, like you said, like, but then I see her on the reunion and I'm just like, mm. you have and no it, remorse, no remorse. And also I feel like a lot of the like Giselle stuff, like was not prompted. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can understand if like, I could understand if like you have, like if you and Giselle were arguing and you were like, and, and it came up. Cause that's the thing, like at no point has anybody talked about Jamal cheating. Like that was not something that came up in the season. So for you then to come with your binder and then just be like, oh, by the way, homegirl DM'd me and this is what she said. It was like, that's so out of left field. Like who was even talking about that? Well, I think she just, I think she was going to come after any of them to discredit any, like, and pick a fight with, because she doesn't want to be the only one who's like fighting been cast aside kind of by the whole group because of the fight. Like, I think that she wants to point out that like, they're all like messy. They're all have these situations going on, like that she's not the only one, but it didn't come across no, standing like, up there with your Kellyanne Conway tabbed book of gossip makes you petty, makes you really like invalid in any genuine remorse that you had. And you could tell she had no remorse. No. Correct. Yeah, and that's what Howie, oh, Howie, that's what Andy said. He goes, you don't seem remorseful. And she's like, no, I feel bad. And he's like, okay, well, you haven't said that. Like, but like the, how the whole season ended was with her laughing about it. Like, which was gross. Like you looked like Cruella DeVille times yeah. 12. It did not make you look like a good Christian woman by any right. means. And there's like so many people who are on, so I mean, obviously online is so ridiculous, but like there's people who are like totally team Monique. And like, even with the, even with the episode last night, when like, you know, Andy brought up or somebody brought up something or Andy brought up something because they were like, oh, um, in the clip, it's it, like, there's a hand that like almost looks like it pushes you. And Giselle was like, yeah, that was my hand. I was trying to stop her from like going forward. And even when they she was talking about what triggered her and she was like, it's because Candace put her hand in my face. And so people are like, oh yeah, she like, Yes, they showed the clip again, but she barely was in her, she did this, she did this, right? Or she did it once and it wasn't even close to her face. And then first of all, Monique was the one who was touching her hair. So Monique- Flicking it from side to side. Flicking her hair. So So the fact that just because she did this to you and she didn't, and- and you were at physically touching her and she didn't swing on you should show the fact that like you just wanted to fight and yeah. like and then she was trying to say about the whole glass thing and she was like you know she had a she had a glass oh because she said she didn't let go of her because she could tell that she had the broken glass in her hand 
which yes, when they showed the clip, she, she had a glass in her hand. But her head was smashed into the table. Her face was in the table. So first of all, she couldn't see you. So yes, everybody should have been scared around them because she she was trying to, she was trying, she had the glass in her hand, but her face was on the fucking table. I so know. It's like shit like that, that she's trying to like, she's trying to take everything and be like, okay. Cause my thing is, yes. You said Utah, and she didn't mention that. I don't know if she will mention it, but on Justin Sylvester's show, she mentioned that she went to she went to therapy, and the therapist obviously was like, "What was it that made like what it what happened? What was your trigger? What was the trigger?" And so she was like, "I think when she described everything, she was like, "Well, what is it that her her hand being in your face triggered something, right?" So then they go. She obviously then had to work through that and talked about like, I guess when she was little, she got in a fight with a bo- a boy was like beating her up when she was little. Whatever the trigger is. So if that's your trigger, fine. Now you know it. But why not in the moment while you guys are having this conversation on the couch say?" you you did this i felt like i felt it as a trigger you might not have been trying to hit me but i felt like you were going to hit me so that is why i apologize because now i know that that is my trigger and i need to because she even said on justin's thing she said i think it was on justin's thing where she was like if i'm ever in that situation again i know that i then need to remove myself right So why can't you just like, and why can't you just say that? Because at the end of the day, I think that's all Candace wants. All Candace wanted was an apology after the fact. If she had just gone and apologized and they had talked it through, this would not have escalated to what it became. But the reason why she can't apologize is because that, I hate to say this out loud, but I'm going to, I truly feel that is a lie. I feel like her reckoning is only a public reckoning it is not truly how she feels which is why she cannot emote a a real visceral humanistic response to something that honestly as a woman doesn't matter what color you are as a woman on television that has a family and has kids and all these things like getting in a fight on reality tv is not good no Teresa flipped a table she didn't put her hands on anybody right Danielle Staub grabbing Marge's hair was horrific and bad, right? So it's like, regardless to all those other aspects, like putting your hands on somebody on television is wrong. Putting your hands on somebody in general is wrong, but doing it in that way is wrong. And the fact that she can't apologize means she has emotionally been building up this desire to inflict some kind of harm yeah, in some right. way, shape or form. And, and I think sad that she can't recognize. She can't even admit that. Like at least poor um, Kenya was good at not apologizing for being an asshole. She <laughs> right. would apologize that Portia felt disrespected by the blowhorn or the scepter. She never also took accountability, but she never did it in a way that it was blatant where Kenya was like, I intentionally want to hurt you and put my hands on you right. and I don't feel bad. And I right. think that I think that is the issue too, right? Is that like even in her interview with um Justin, like I think he I think he asked her 
you know, well, why didn't you just like call her the next day or apologize or whatever? And her excuse was just, to me, was just like so ridiculous because it was like, you know, it took me, she was like, it took me a while to process obviously what was good, what was happening. I didn't have time to process it because like my family came into town and then like Chris was getting inducted into the hall of fame for the Redskins and like all of this other shit. And it's just like, okay, yes, but like you, so, but obviously that fight didn't affect you at all. If you were still able to, to carry on with right. all of these events, like you hadn't just gotten an altercation with somebody, like, especially somebody who was supposed to be a friend of yours. One of your closest friends. Right. So like you obviously felt nothing because you then, and I also think too, like it's one thing for like Kenya or anybody or like the Marge and Danielle situation. Like it was a hair pull, they were arguing and then that was it, right? But there's one, there's, there's a whole nother level to it when you are being held back by a, by a producer and then you escape the producer to then run around the building to then try to fight her again. And say it- a long blackout. And you say it on camera. I don't care if this is gonna be my last day on yeah. Bravo. I'm gonna go get her ass. And you've so, said it more than one time. Who's forgiving you for that? No, and to me, to me, that is somebody who is used to fighting. Like you don't just like, I have never been in a, in a fight, like a physical fight in my life, right? I don't know how I'd react. Yes, have I like, have I gotten to like arguing matches with people and like wanted to hit somebody? Yeah, but the fact that it was just too comfortable for her to, the, to have this fight, to, then to be like, oh, I'm about to, you know what I mean? And like, really like go to pursue to hit her again. Yeah. And that to me, it's just like, I just don't like believe that she's like, oh, I'm not a fighter. Fuck that. I yeah. agree. And I could see too, listen, like if she was that person, like she said from her childhood that always got picked on, I could see over time, if you found small ways to not be a victim, that you create the upper hand mentality in your head to where you're in a fight again. You're like, this is not going to be the fight I lose because I'm tired of losing fights. Right. But as an adult with kids, with a daughter, like it was jarring to me to see her, that scene with her washing her daughter's hair, talking to Chris, not feeling any bad. Not having any contrition. Kids are very impressionable. Like, was like I tell you, and my, no. my five-year-old niece will remind me of things that I have said from months ago. Yeah. Kids yeah. hear things. So here she is washing her hair like, oh, I don't care. She needed to get her behind B. She needed a, a lesson to be told to her. And the girl's crying like the water is too hot. Right. Like, <laughs> mom, like you're burning my scalp and you should be like, it's just not like you said, it's weird. And did you see the preview for the 90 minute third? It's going to be wild. Yes. Why is Chris Samuels getting turning into such a gorilla? I, I think because he's the only one that's on her side. I mean, not really because Karen is, but I think he you can support your wife without being inflammatory. I think you can, but I think that the rest, like how she's handled it, I think he's like kind of emulating that. 
or how she's telling him about it. Correct. Because I can see him being so far to him. He's so far removed. Like he, like she said, he just wants her to be naked and barefoot having kids. Right. He doesn't really want her to have a voice and an opinion and a this no. and a that. He's misogynistic no. as they come. And you can tell that even on the show and she'll try to play it off. But I'm like, bro, like he is not for this. Yeah. Like, cool. But neither just to switch gears so that it's not a completely like hate fest of Monique. No, it doesn't I- seem like the black Bill Gates is all that big of a fan of the grand dame either, the madame grand dame. Oh, he no. seems so far removed. He wants to move to Florida. Like what? (laughs) He's wanted to move to Florida like three seasons ago. (laughs) I know. I feel, I mean, I, I struggle with Karen because I do like Karen, but I also think Karen is a shitster. I think that she, I think that, I think it's unfortunate that her and Giselle's friendship is like, I think Giselle's done. And obviously they've been friends for a very long time. And I, there was one thing that they said on, on last night's episode, basically that even Andy, and I love when Andy is, I love when Andy is like, nah, you're not gonna, mm -mm." because he was like, I feel like this year we really got to see like the true Karen. Cause they showed her whole package of like her, like being drunk and like, you know, just like letting loose. And she was like, no, I mean, I think every year, like I've grown and you've got to see a little bit of me. And he's like, "Mm, no, he's like, I mean, I feel like I've been on this couch for the past five years, trying asking you about your tax issues, Ray, everything. And you really skirt around everything. And she, (laughs) I mean, I'm shedding layers, Andy. I'm shedding layers. Yeah. And, but it's so true. And then both like Giselle and Ashley were like, you know, we have convers. Ashley was like, I have conversations with Karen, you know, off camera and like, it's great. She's so fun. And Giselle even said that like Giselle's like, Karen's awesome. Karen's so fun. It's just, she has a, like, she's put up these walls where she doesn't want you to really see who she is, which defeats the whole purpose of you being on a reality TV show. It does, the but they all Bill Gates messed her up. Yeah, well, the black Bill Gates messed her up. I mean, that was that was the thing she yes. wrote into this into the franchise <laughs> with. And he certainly God, God bless you. He certainly disappointed her, I think, with his legal issues, which again is another example of what I was saying about Girardi, is that you cannot control all of the decisions that your husband makes, unless you are my yeah. best friend who is her husband's manager or or like the rock and his wife who was kind of like his man like you cannot control his business dealings when you don't work with him 10 hours out of the you don't see him for 10 hours you don't know what the fuck he's doing every conversation is like a business transaction of like thank you so much for your time go back to work (laughs) you know but I also feel like Karen is for how fabulous she is she's kind of a hot mess like oh, the, yeah. the, the wig shifting moments, the drunk talking at Monique's house. Like that was juicy details that I was that like, that was the real Karen. Give that me more of this. And then next, yeah. the next day, all you're going to do is drink milk. Like that's the real Karen. I think that she wants to have this like 
like this is who she is like this is her facade like she's you know the grand dame and she sells these products and she's you know the queen of society for Potomac and you have to like kiss her feet to be in the group and like that's how she wants it to be and then you know I'm not going to pick a side on this fight and like all this stuff but then at the end of the day she is the drunk Karen in the basement wanting to take shots of fireball talking shit about her husband. Listen, I don't want to pick sides, but I do want to invite the two of you to come to my weird ass, whack ass hair show event. I want you both to show up at the same time, but I'm going to cancel that early half an hour, 20 minutes before. I'm just like, Karen, you cannot be the fairy godmother of every situation being slippery like that. Well, she either wanted it to get real messy or she wanted them to have a truce. But I think it was the first. Yeah, I agree. It was the former. She wanted things to get messy 100 percent. Yeah. And to be like, oh, my gosh, I I didn't realize that I must have gotten the times mixed up. I'm so sorry. You know, and it's just like, don't do that. Plus the extra promotion of her um, wig line. If it had happened at the event, all the articles written about it would have included that. Yes. So. And do you also, think? Go ahead. Do you think the binder is completely full of of examples of things, or do you think it's for show and there's just a couple of examples? I think it's for show of receipts. Okay. Yeah, I think it's. I definitely think it's for show. I don't. I mean, it is so dramatic and so full that I also think it's fake. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's no. I mean, clearly, she pulled out the stuff on Giselle, but. Well, right. Which I just, again, I just feel like that's just so, I don't know it mainly because, and I get it. Like she feels that like people were talking about her marriage, but like, but we didn't even really get to see that on the show. Well, right. And it wasn't a big storyline on the show. I heard about all that from blogs and from rumors outside of the show. I don't remember them ever talking about the trainer and so the show. So the fact that she did that's messed up. Yeah, it is messed up, but it also makes me feel like she feels guilty about something that she would bring up a storyline that nobody was really targeting. She's just mad. So she even brought it up on on Sunday on yesterday's episode. She is mad that that Giselle mentioned it in her confessional. Cause that, but that was one confessional that right. was yeah. at the very beginning of the season. A of all. She, and B of all, Giselle is the queen word on the street. She's yeah, in a mission. Everyone's messy. Right. And the thing that Andy said, Andy was like, oh, cause she, cause so this is, so this is what happened. This is what she heard. Right. So after, I guess this, after um, Andy's baby shower, it was like Giselle, probably Robin, and I want to say Candace. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about the rumor that they had heard, right? And so I guess what Monique heard was that they were trying to bring it to the show for it to be a storyline. And her friend Gigi, who she has filmed with, who was her best friend, yeah, I guess has been going around to the cast members like trying to get like some screenshots and stuff in to make a storyline. So Monique's telling this, right? And Andy's like, but it wasn't a storyline. Right, it it wasn't. wasn't. Like it wasn't a storyline. And like, she still is saying that like, because Giselle said it, 
And they were like, but it wasn't on the show. And they all said that this rumor has been going on for years. And they were like, this, like we've been knowing about this for years and no one has said anything on the show. And Giselle said it in a confessional, which was filmed after the actual season that they were filming. Right. So if Giselle really wanted to mention it, she would have said so in front of Monique at one of the two or three dinners that they were at to like really- and the only reason why she said it is because they were trying to figure out why um, there was, was so mad with Sharice. And that was, they said right. that that was the only thing that they could think of was this rumor. And that right. was the one who was spreading it. Which means you're guilty if you're so threatened that you yourself have A, become paranoid about a storyline and B, done everything after the thought or the fear of the storyline coming out yeah. it seems like everything that monique had done was in retaliation or protection of the storyline not becoming a problem and all she yeah. did was make herself look like a real asshole right that's true though because i wouldn't even have really remembered it that it was even mentioned on the show if right. there had been it's more conversation in the reunion about it well and i mean think of so perfect example like how giselle was like homegirl sitting there reading things off saying oh you're whatever whatever and Giselle's like okay like she's not giving it life so either either she knows that this is happening or she doesn't believe it and she knows it's rumors right once you get angry about something and you're all hype about it that means there's a little bit of truth to it and you're trying to deflect I also think it is for Giselle though okay here's what I was thinking the Regina George burn book does have text messages with Jamal's phone number on it. Yes. But they were from when Jamal was not with Giselle. It's very easy to read out receipts of something that happened seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years ago. Right. Right. right? And she didn't put po- like, again, Kaylee McEnany, you're not post dating and time stamping and saying that this was from 2020 or right. 2019. These right. could have been messages that Giselle herself has seen. And I have to appreciate the fact that she composed herself and did not. Yeah. I'm sure internally she was dying. And she and was probably like, smack this bitch. At the lunch break, she was on the FaceTime, on the phone with Jamal, as they say, and totally let him have it. But like these could, this, it all could very well be true. But from yesteryear when they were already divorced, it could have been the cause of their divorce for all right. we know. Or because they weren't even really officially together when they first said they were together on the season. So it could have been from a whole long period of time. Like there's a lot of time that could have been from or she could know about it and it could be true. And because there are a lot of rumors that he's just her boyfriend for the show, which if that's the case. I mean, that's really not that scandalous what does that do for you i you agree right. so- i mean i don't know what it does for you i just that's what like a lot of people in other podcasts and blogs and but stuff it, it's not doing anything for jamal it's not like he's physically on the show he's not even getting a residual check for his no it doesn't do anything moments. for either of them i don't but think. they try to say i think monique was trying to say that it was because she didn't have a storyline but it's like for me i don't think just that doesn't need a storyline she Which, does not. She's the sorry. word on the street. A like, all, she's the word on the street. B of all, she has three beautiful daughters. Yeah. And everything that she does with them, in my opinion, is way more transparency. Yeah. We see major, way more transparency with Giselle in the relationship with her daughters and her mother, who's a therapist, yes. than we do with Monique and her kids. All I remember is her burning yeah. her hair's 
her daughter's hair washing it while not feeling bad about beating up a grown ass woman. Like, what's your storyline? Right. The only thing about Monique that makes me kind of sad that I wish that we had gotten more Monique this season is like, I feel like we didn't get enough of T'Challa. I do too. (laughs) I know. Do we think she'll be back? What do you think will happen? I don't see a way that Candace and Monique can come back. And I feel like because Candace was lasted was in so many episodes and Monique was not, I kind of think Candace will stay and Monique will go. But I don't know. I just don't see a, I don't see a Potomac where they're both in it. Yeah. Based on what I saw for the preview for the 90 minute three part season finality, finality, finale. I think that Chris Samuels really embarrassed himself as a husband. Yeah. And I think for that alone, I could see Bravo not wanting to deal with that personally. Like he's not like a Michael Darby. I think he got a little too heated up and inflammatory when his wife is obviously so guilty. Yeah. He got a little more messy than he needed to, I think. And it's a real unfortunate because I did truly like him. Like yeah. I, I enjoy. Are they? They're not filming right now, but they've got to start soon because they normally film in October. Oh, that is yeah, that's right. Because the fight happened last October. Mm-hmm. This goes yeah. back to that Bravo schedule. I mean, well, with COVID. I'm sure they pushed it because they delayed releasing the show, so right. they probably aren't going to start filming until after the show finishes airing. Because I was just trying to figure out if we knew yet, if we could find out. Because they still have um, Dallas is coming back. Yeah, yeah. next year, and though. And New York, they were filming. Jersey, they were filming. Right. Yeah. Uh, Beverly Hills is filming. Beverly mm-hmm. Hills. She, 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 <laughs> darling. Yeah. And then I'm trying, and then, I mean, that's it. Because everything no, else is either airing, no Vanderpump. Right. No. Yeah. I mean, I would. I would love to see New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans I, know. I think that's going to be hard for them just because of where they are. They had all those hurricanes this year too. Like they, beyond just the COVID, they had hurricanes. I so I think they, I could have sworn they were filming their season three. I could have sworn, but maybe not. They could have been, but I think if that like, was like it a was, while ago when you yeah. thought, I thought, but I mean, they could still release it. I mean, they're going to need some programming. Yeah. They oh, might release it and there won't be a finale. Like there won't be a reunion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Karma. Oh, they never, they've never had a reunion. I don't think. That's what I thought. It's kind of sucks. Um, but yeah, family karma is coming back too. So that's good. Yeah. They were, they were filming. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were in South Florida. So I thought it was really interesting. I don't know if you guys watch the after shows. Uh, oh, no. of, of the show, which, what after show, which one? Well, okay. So if you have the Bravo TV app, like I downloaded over COVID on my iPad, sometimes when I'm doing work on my computer on the iPad, if I was on my balcony, that's currently under construction, but in normal times I'd be on the balcony doing work on my computer and watching like whatever on my iPad. And the after shows are cool because they ask the women questions about things that happened on the show what was your your, right so I watched the most recent one after for Potomac and they were talking about the fact that a lot of fans are really 
Like the thing that they love the most is that the women on Potomac are not afraid to eat on camera. Oh, yes. That like they full on order meals and they, they eat. eat and I was laughing about it because then they show all these clips of literally all these frames. And like, if it was Atlanta, it would just be candy, right? It would just be a <laughs> real of candy eating. But at Potomac, it was like everyone ordering a meal and they were making fun of Wendy because Wendy apparently like takes the most advantage of it. I guess she went to pay for one of the first meals and Candace told her like Bravo covers this. And she said after that, ever since she found out that Bravo covers the meals, she's like, I order a lobster. I order two desserts. I order as soon as I sit down, everything that I want on the menu. Um, I love Wendy. I do too. And then they said that during the confessions, Giselle loves eating Cheetos. What? That, like, sometimes they have to ask her to like say things again because she like she loves eating Cheetos while she's filming her confessionals. I just thought these were really good nuggets. These are things that I yeah. wrote. I feel that like was a good watch now. I don't know and why I don't watch this. They're really good because I'm the type of person that used to love when Bravo would do the like five or six episode clips, you know, like a minute or yeah. 30 seconds. They used to do so many of them before, right? So yeah. you could like go back and be like, oh my God, what is going to happen next week? So I like the after show because it is real time. It's it's a real confessional after watching their confessional. Right. And the other thing that they mentioned, they were doing superlatives and they said, who had a D, like who was the worst driver? And apparently Karen has DUIs. Oh, yikes. Giselle goes, Karen has DUI, so I would say she is the worst driver. And then somebody else said the same thing, too. Like, oh, that's got to be Karen. Karen is the worst driver. So now I want to know what terrible driver, too. Yes. Someone else brought that up, too. Darby did. Ashley was like, well, I'm not going to mention any names, but one of us did crash our car in a ditch. Oh, my God. I remember that. Which what do we think about her situation? politician party of one or what yeah i mean i i i'm like it's either i don't know it's either you just you have an understanding kind of and you just don't want to like because at the end of the day like he's making you look dumb right you're just you look stupid and she just defends him and it's like what is it do you just want to have your babies and like move on i think she wanted to just have her babies yeah and i think that she won't stay with him yeah no i don't think so i mean that to me is and like so i i have a well she's not really a friend but well She's like a, a girl I went to middle school with. And like, we all, we have a lot of like mutual, like high school friends. And she had been with her husband for since high school and college and like whatever. And they got married um, in like, what, like maybe like 2011 or 2012. And, you know, everyone has always said that like the husband always like cheated right but he was rich like he owns a shit ton of like um like uh health clinics or some shit in south florida and so he has a shit ton of money right so she was she was a teacher and then she had her first kid and then she um stayed at home and she um she has three kids now 
and like on Instagram you would think their life is like perfect because they like travel and like she like cooks all these like elaborate dinners and like you know Susie Homemaker blah blah whatever well I follow the I follow the husband on Instagram and I didn't realize that they are currently now going through a divorce because he's been like posting photos with another girl but like basically like she wanted the babies like one of my friend who's friends with her was just like I think we always knew that like she wanted to have these kids and then once she had the kids like that was pretty much going to be it I'm just like I just I don't I I don't like money that much and maybe because I don't have that (laughs) like I've never I've never experienced like true like we have a shit ton of money but I just still don't think that I could stay with somebody that was a cheater that I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to stay for the money because. I just think that she like they were together and maybe they used to have fun and they used to have threesomes and maybe swing or whatever they used to do. And then it was like they got they were married and then it was like, okay, now I'm going to have kids like I put the time into it. I'm in my prime like age for having children like maybe he's going to change, maybe whatever. And then he doesn't change. But at this point, like you're already pregnant or you want to be pregnant. So you just, she gets pregnant. She has one. And then the rumors don't stop. There's still all this shit, but she still wants more kids and she wants them to have the same dad. It's just like, I think she just is so much, or she just doesn't give a fuck about any of it. It's strictly for the money. Right. He's totally okay with it. She has her own dude on the side or she doesn't even care about what he does. And it's strictly a business relationship and she's cool with it. But just tell us. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. Like sometimes I don't want to make her smarter than I think she is, but I do think that she's very smart and that she has a motive that we really clearly haven't seen. And the unfortunate part of that is that it's not transparent and who she is personality wise as like a member on a show and someone on a reality show revealing her life you know she comes from a different perspective of like doesn't matter it's all about the money and I'm gonna get this check even though she intimates a lot about the money she doesn't really divulge into it enough for me to be like okay you're just a gold digger and you got caught up in a relationship like you said and then the threesome stopped and reality hit right so you got a reality show and then how do you Tame, you cannot make a hoe into a housewife, as Phaedra Park uh-huh. said. Right. So, like, maybe there's a little bit of that. However, I think you had, did, did she not have a prenup? I thought she did. She has uh, a prenup. Oh, yeah. No. Ashley has a prenup, and then she, yes, they're what? amending it for a postnup to include cheating. Yeah, See, I just think that, it. yeah, right. So, I just think the fact that you were even talking about a postnup means that there was already a breach of contract but also the fact that you didn't do it like she just said she just said yesterday she never did it so i'm for like the storyline she just did it for the storyline yeah, but like you're stupid. I, she did it so people would think that she was like protecting herself and really angry and upset but really i think she knows that it's i think she knows who her husband is i well, think she does too saying, she said she said yesterday um because she basically said if he cheats again she will leave him and she said that but like i don't believe you lady it was the way that she said it that made me not believe her right if michael darby cheats again i will leave him right and why did you have to say his full name right 
if Michael Darby cheats on me, if he cheats on me, right. if that motherfucker goes home with it, like there are so many other right. ways you can make right. put your point across. That was you. so plaintiff attorney, like this is going to be used against me in a court of yeah. law. So this is a, a script. But I have to say his behavior at that reunion was just gross. Mm. His behavior all the time is gross. He is gross. My favorite thing, though, one of my favorite things ever from a reunion is from the part one of the Potomac reunion when she gets mad and, and because someone insinuated her son looked like his father. Yes. So are you? It was Robin. <laughs> so you that. don't want your son to look like his father? She was like, is that an insult? She was right. like Robin was genuinely confused. I was like, too, because like I genuinely didn't say anything bad about him. Like what's right, bad about that? Like your husband. Right. Right. Like it, he like you want your son, you want your yeah. child to look like you and your husband or either. Like, you, take it, take it how you see it. But if, if you think your husband is uggo, then I guess it is an insult that you <laughs> don't want your baby to look like him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Ugo That's what I think new, it was. Ugo is my new favorite word. It is the best way to describe 2020 has been Ugo as well. Ugo. It has been. And Michael Darby is Ugo. Everything about him. So Ugo. Oh, I ew, he's so gross. The fact that he's on TV makes me so angry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would rather keep Simon and get rid of him. Right. Yes. There's so many bad house husbands that I would rather have. So many. Name another. Um, let's see. Uh, well, I went to some real bad ones first. I don't want them. Um, I'd rather have Jim Edmonds than um. Oh. And he's bad. He's so bad. But I'd rather have him because he at least was funny in season one when he was ignoring her all the time. <laughs> Granted, it was like one from Jersey that was so bad. They were oh, only- Jim Marchese. No, I would never run him. No, no I'm done with you, Marchese. He was that bad, was, bad. He was so bad. He was like racist and like disgusting bad. Yeah, I like- would bring Apollo back. He was good for TV. Oh, Apollo was great oh, for TV. Yeah. Apollo wasn't bad. Apollo yeah. was good for TV. Yeah. You know who needs to not be brought back though? Kenya needs to divorce her husband so quickly. God, he was terrible. Like, I don't What's know. What's his name? That. I can't even think of it. Mark Mark yeah. uh, Daly. Mark Daly. I don't understand cool. what's going on with them. Neither do I. And, but I don't think Kenya even does. So not, no, I think Kenya knows no. good and well. They were living. He, they were in a real, uh, long distance relationship that she wanted to be married. Please hold. My Postmates is calling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know she wanted to be married and stuff, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know. It just seems such a bad situation. And when she talks about it on the show. I just feel so sad for her. And it's like, just get a divorce already. Like, it seems like something has to be better than the situation right now. Like, the situation right now seems just, like, miserable for everybody. That's what I don't get. Like, what it like, like, what is it that, like, you just can't pull the trigger? Like, just do it. Like, he clearly doesn't respect you and doesn't want to be with you. So, like, I, I just don't get that. And if it's money, if, like... It can't be. He can't be making that much money. 
Not during COVID in the restaurant no. business. So right. all the more but, reasons why you should cut your ties. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. I just think she needs to go away from him. It's far away. Far, far away. Um, What else? Anything else you guys want to touch well, on? Well, real quick. I know we've gone so long. But um, uh, Sunny, I wanted to get your take on the new housewife on OC, Elizabeth. Elizabeth Vargas. Vargas Vodka. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've got a lot of things to talk about. One, if ever there was a bump of sticker for white trailer trash, she would be it. <laughs> yep. I find her offensive to anyone who actually is Hispanic and takes pride mm. in their roots. Yep. Yeah. I find her relationship with a guy who's 10 years younger than her to be a complete sham. Yep. I find her the lowest of the lowest of the lowest. I would rather them bring Lizzie back. Wow. Than to keep her. Like if you needed a housewife of all the ones to pull this one, she belongs on VH1. She does not belong on Bravo. I'm so glad because I feel like in the first few episodes, people were loving her. And I started following her on Instagram like a year ago when I first heard she was cast. Uh And I was like, this woman is terrible. Like all she does is talk about money. Here I am at the country club. Oh, my God. Like all this stuff. But in like a really like gross way where people with money don't actually talk like that. It's right. like Gosh. if you have 48 Instagram stories in a day and you mentioned money in all of them, like that is gross. And so I did not like her before she started. And then I felt like people were loving her and like online and stuff. People were like, oh, like really liking her. And I'm like, no, I hate her. She's not a real housewife. No, she's not a real housewife by any yeah. means. She has so she no was- substance. She was on a podcast we listened to, Juicy Scoop, last week, and she said that she's never watched the show before. She'd only seen one episode. I don't believe it. That is a lie. She's a liar. She's totally a liar. She kind of did, but she called bullshit in her bullshit in her Patreon episode where she like talks about her guests. She doesn't really say bad things to her guests because she's like so thirsty and afraid. Yeah, but um. In her Patreon, she'll always talk about her real thoughts on them. And she said, I did think she lied a lot. Well, I just think what's interesting about her. Well, a couple of things. One, even my boyfriend who, yes, we watch all things Bravo together. And that is what keeps your relationship strong during quarantine. He goes, why is all the food she bought from Ralph's still in the like in the trays with the price tags on it? And then oh Shannon God. started talking about it. And I was like, that is called nouveau riche, which is French for new money. That mm-hmm. means someone who does not understand there is more integrity that goes with someone who has genuine wealth yeah. than to I, this is my divorce car. I'm getting yeah. a divorce. I'm going to buy this car. Flashy. <laughs> Like well, that was like the other lady, the the sunglasses lady. 
Wasn't yeah, Dana. Like these are twenty twenty five thousand sunglasses. Right, yeah. but that was the same kind of a situation. She married into money. She yeah. didn't really have it before. She married into extreme wealth, and then she was super insecure and got and was because she got a divorce from that guy. So, I mean, it's just, it's just so flashy. Like you don't need to talk about your Ferrari as we are seeing you in a Ferrari. Like we know what kind of car that is. Yeah, like, Correct. Like, also don't care. Also, like, I don't think you have that much money. She doesn't. That's no. why so, we've been watching yeah. these COVID. I pay attention to details. And when you watch these COVID like conversations that the girls are having with one another, you never see the house anymore that she that they showed off at the very beginning when they could film. Yeah. Everything there was like all these sheets and curtains put up behind her. And I was thinking to myself, is this your yes. version of a mock like confessional? Because this is really low budget. Even yes. for you. Also, none of the other women are recording the zooms in those. So it's not like production told them you need to like record in a closet so the sound quality is good. That's what I'm saying. Why are you in a corner where there's draped sheets? Also, filming? I mean, they probably can't use virtual backgrounds, but like just make it a green screen and have them put in a virtual background for you or something. Here's an idea. Why don't you film outside if you cannot film in a house that you deem is sufficient enough? But even in the shittiest shithole, you can make a corner of it look good. Yeah. You can make a corner of anything look good. But again, this goes back to her being the definition of white trailer trash. She doesn't know. But can we talk about Bronwyn's transformation Mm -hmm. i just need to understand how you go from sober to lgbq curious to activist in eight months that's a lot and i don't know if you've noticed but now in her confessionals her hair starting to get braided in the front she's becoming her mother whether she wants to admit it or not 100 i think she yeah I no, was the only thing that I kind of agree, and I this I can't believe I'm even uttering these words. That I agreed with Kelly on the last episode when she was like, you know, Brownon had all these professional, like had a lot of professional photos taken of her at these marches, which a hundred percent like uh, is it just coincidental that like you were out there and like somebody from like California news was taking your photo or was this, was that person hired to follow you? And like, I think there's a difference between Portia, obviously Portia's black and there's a real cause there. And then I think, cause again, that's the whole issue, right? Is that you're going to have people who, especially white people who are saying they're for a cause, but they're doing it because they want, it to the likes good. right and for you know and so I would never agree with Kelly but that was the only thing that Kelly said that I was like hmm you kind of are pointing out something a little like that is a little fishy that like you have all of these like posed photos at these rallies and marches yes the whole having a professional photographer at that stuff I think is a big red flag I also want to give her the benefit of the doubt that it's like, right. It's, it's, I do. I want that to give like, her the- it's, she's authentic in it. Cause she has done like a few, but, and she's been a part of some of the Bravo specials, but at the same time, 
I think she really wants a spinoff. And I just think she's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. She's just it's it's so much this season that it's coming off as fake and phony. And I feel like if it wasn't so much at once, then it would feel more authentic, more real, more genuine. But it is so it is so much. Mm -hmm. And like and it could all be real and it could all be true and it could all be authentic, but it just feels like too much. Yeah. Yeah. I want to give her the benefit of the doubt too, because I do think that it is something to be said and it's not easy for a white woman to be woke and then to walk in her wokeness. Like I do think that that's hard for any woman in any subsect zip code, whatever. Like once you re like come to that realization, it's probably really hard for you to energize your community that all think completely opposite from what you now think. Right. Yeah. That's also something that happens with a man when he goes through a like a midlife crisis. So I kind of want to think someone who's had seven kids Ooh. is also going through a midlife crisis. She doesn't oh, know. Yeah. She doesn't have an identity. Yeah. I think you're right about that. I think she doesn't know who she is. And she also could just be she could be authentic, but she's just making bad decisions about how she's being. It, because I do when she talks in her confessionals about like living in Orange County and how conservative it is and being sick of it. I think that is all real. Like I that do, is real. And I've lived there and I get it. Yeah, yeah I've, I've lived in, in Orange County and I believe that. And it is true. And, and the unfortunate thing is there's a very large population of people that don't think that way. They're just not the popular or the loudest voice in the room. So she's trying to be the loudest voice in the room with a, a Vargas idiot who you're not going to, you know what I mean? You can't have a come to Jesus conversation. Right. And God bless Gina, but Gina, you should not be in a relationship with a man who also has as many kids as you. That is a disaster. So you can't be the come to Jesus voice. Kelly just wants to fuck Rick Leventhal. Who's on Fox news. And that's weird. So it's like, I just that think that part was hilarious when she's like, his he's on Fox News and his children think that he's a conservative, but I mean he's just reading the facts. Like, mm, you don't take her you- off. <laughs> That's not a true statement. <laughs> That's no, she- it is not. <laughs> that is what she said. And so I'm like, but you obviously have to believe some of it to be on that network. Like it would be different if like you were like a I mean they do have anchor. some they have some because both both of the major networks CNN and Fox oh, they have, have some both. people yes. who are like are opposite of what they're they're saying right. but, but it's all about not one of them no right. but yeah. even if it is at the end of the day a lot of the people that survive on Fox News it's all about the Benjamins for them I mean they're yeah. not doing it because of their genuine humanistic causes they are money driven by Rupert Murdoch even like a big deal on Fox he is not, not. To brag about he does the headlines like a few times a week but oh. now even less because who want like who uh, I need I to think, know the focus yeah. group that thinks this is helping their ratings is watching his new wife talk about his sex life all the time. Oh, Unless those are the women that they're so going fine. after. Are they going after the Orange County audience? It. Yeah, no. no, they're fine with it. I but, think that's silly. Um, yeah. It's... Also, don't even get me started on this, but I think that 
after this season of Orange County, if it doesn't close down completely, they're going to really, again, what I said, boom goes the Bravo Dynamite. Like, Yeah, they got to shake it up. This they is have a to franchise sh- that needs to be It's been asking be for it for years. It needs I mean, to be and resuscitated. They, they yeah. kind of, I mean, by getting rid of Tamara and Vicky, I feel like they started it, but they didn't go far enough. I feel like they need to almost start from scratch or just say, you know what, OC, it was fun. It was great, but, but you're or not- you have these ladies in Salt Lake that are outrageous. Just do like a Miami and don't even say that it's not coming back. You just right. don't get the preview that it's they returning. Need- hey, but, but Miami may be was- coming back. Yeah, but the other thing Peacock. I was going to say, I was going to say oh. about OC is that I think that part of the element of quality value with a lot of these shows is when there is a real true relationship, friendship, relationship with the women in the cast yeah and when you're just pulling this person in and pulling that person in and pulling yeah, this person it doesn't in work it doesn't in the in the place that we've seen it work the least is orange county yes. because every time they just pull in somebody off the street they got to go through vicky and then we create this fabricated yeah. thing part of what made orange county good is that they were actually friends and in contributing the beginning. members of right. the society that's why salt lake city is eating their lunch right now because those women are real friends and in a real religious insular connection. Right. Mm-hmm. And like crazy. Crazy yeah. as hell. So well, yeah, good. I know. I totally agree. I think that's why a lot of them are still like New York, Beverly Hills, Potomac, why they work is because there are friendships. Even if you add people, there's still some type of connection like even in Potomac like even though Monique wasn't directly friends with all of them she was friends with Sharice who then you know there was a connection and I even think Candace had some type of connection so I think that that helps so much mm-hmm. instead of just putting well, like six strangers together it's not the right yeah well, and you can tell that even when they do cast them and they start as strangers, you can tell the ones that actually do become friends, yes. like who clearly keep up with each other when they're not filming, who go out and hang out. Like you can start as not necessarily the best of friends and become really good friends. And then you can just be the OC, which is just like a mess. <laughs> I think when housewives are actually friends, there's a human standpoint. I, I don't know. It's the Jill and Bethany kind of magic. Yes. That you makes a show. Lines when Correct. You have friendships. Yeah. You don't need to. Thank you. You don't need to fabricate a storyline when you genuinely have a relationship with someone. Right. And I think like, that reality you. TV needs to tap into that more because yes. us as best friends are living our own version of reality TV. Right. Like, by the way, we documented our inside jokes like. Everyone is already living that way. You don't need to overly force it. It already exists. Let's just right. like tap into that a little bit more. Right. Think about when Vanderpump Rules was the best, the height of Vanderpump Rules. There cool. were no storylines. It was just following friends who literally go out and have good times and shit just happens and they're documenting it. Right. And, and then the next morning they, they go to work. <laughs> right. They weren't coming up with storylines and sticking to it all season way too long. They were just going and living their lives and like being friends. Same with Bethany and Jill. Like that was just authentic friendship. It was drama and fun because they were just being themselves. The best reality TV, except for real world because they are strangers, um, yes. is when you have these groups of friends or family because New Jersey, some of the best New Jersey stuff 
There weren't storylines. It was because they were family. I agree. And I have to tell you too, I, that's the thing I liked the, I like, unlike every other franchise, there's a family values with New Jersey that you really have to appreciate when you're watching the show Yeah, because it it does exist. And because they're all living in Patterson, they live in such a tight knit community that those friendships, though, they might not be the, be the bestest. They they're still connected because the kids go to school together. They got the, this and the, that. Or the husbands are friends. The like husbands work together. Season. Yeah. Like two of the women like hate each other, but the, the husbands the are best friends. friends. Right. Like, and there, we see the kids. Like I, I do love that about Jersey. Like yeah. it's just, dif- it's different when there's real connections with it the does. women. It does. It hits differently. So you're petting your dog. I see that. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, okay. Well with that, I think we have, um, we have touched on so much today. So much. This will definitely be two episodes. Yeah, definitely probably be two episodes, but But it's the end of 2020. I mean, I know we'll see you in 2021. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is great that we had you for our, our last episode of the year. Um, what a what better way than to just talk all things our shows and things that have happened. Um, thank you for being on the show several times during. <laughs> I during- loved it. It's been my own little slice of quote unquote literal reality. <laughs> um, I'm just it's a great it's a good distraction. Listen, for yeah. a lot the times are crazy. We we know that. We're all very tuned in. We are aware that times are tough. We've had some hard conversations ourselves on your podcast. Mm-hmm. But this little slice of of juicy goodness, come on. It is chicken noodle soup for the COVID soul. And we all know it, <laughs> listeners, right? You all know that you need somebody to talk some bougie sense into you when you're going a little crazy with like the actual reality of the world. So I love it. Like our, our DMs are my saving grace between my day when I can like have 10 minutes to myself to be like, oh my God said what page six? Reality blurb, who? Those are things I totally live for. And I'm also really living for all the champs and gossip merch. Looking forward to more of that in 2021. And you know where to find them. You know your favorite podcast channel. So tune in, bitches. Yes. You don't even have to sign off. I know. I didn't have that. That was a great sign off. And with that, that's it. We'll see you in 2021. We'll see everybody in 2021. Bye. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.